He's the Terminator. She's Sarah. I'm Reese. No, wait, that ain't it. He's Dr. Silverman. She's Ginger. I'm Lieutenant Trexler. No, that ain't it either. We ain't the Terminator, but we are Vikings Report. Drew, it's head. Drewster, how are you doing? DN38416, assigned to protect you. Where does it want me? The Terminator. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome, 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 everybody, to episode... Where are we at, Ted? 68. 68 episode. Yeah. It is July 9th. It is Saturday. And as of today, we are 64 days away from kickoff, Ted. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> How's the 4th of it. July? Did you, have, did you do anything special? you go anywhere? you see any fireworks displays? Drank and fell asleep. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. How are you, Ted? I uh, went to a fireworks display in town, but nothing, nothing really major. That's five oh. days ago, Ted. That's long, yeah. long overdue. Yeah, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, much less what I did on the 4th of July. Good thing I took pictures of it right. I completely forgot. We got my favorite draft pick coming up tonight, brother. Brian Asamoah, favorite Vikings draft pick. We will talk about him, and we'll let you know why, and let you know, or you'll let me know why the Buckeyes did not draft him, even though his hometown is Columbus. Got kind of a good theory, but first things first, Ruby, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was at the store today, and I asked the store worker, where the toilet paper was, and they said it's an R.O.B. ball. I'll be back. You've been back enough. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> she steals the show every week, doesn't she? One of my favorite movies, The Terminator. We're That's doing a great tonight. movie. And it was like technologically advanced for the time you look back on it now when you see the graphics and you're thinking oh and like the fake schwarzenegger face in the mask when he's doing his eye thing and you're like that's hokey but man back then that was that was pretty cool stuff i think now it's good how oh, it is kind of yeah. hokey like uh remember the, the lasers coming out of skynet things are all just cheesy looking streaks going across the sky that's one of my favorite movies of all time i loved all the sequels but i loved the first one the most and uh thank god Orion Pictures didn't go with O. They wanted O.J. Simpson as a Terminator, dude. I mean, come on, Ted. In the real world, it might have been a little bit more appropriate, all things <laughs> considered. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh, my poor Nordberg. Oh, he was such a good man, Frank. He never wanted to hurt anyone. Hmm. They wanted him. They wanted Sting to play Kyle Reese, the police singer. Roxanne. I was getting ready to say, you mean the wrestler sting? Give me your clothes. Your clothes. Give them to me. <laughs> you know who he said that to? <laughs> our buddy! Bill Paxton, that's right! Our, our buddy Chet from Where It's Science! That's right, that's right! Ted. All right, not a lot of Vikings news. We got a different segment in place of Vikings news this week. Like Drew mentioned, we got our draft pick review, depth chart analysis with Brian Asamoah. We've got trivia. But before we get going, before we even do You're Cooler Than Me, Drew, we got a contest going on that's continuing. What is all that about? Well, before we even do that, are we going to celebrate 10,000, Ted? Tell the people about the quick 10,000. We don't gloat, do we, on the show, or do we? Judgment Day is here. Hey, 10,000 Spartans! 10,000 beats of 10,000. Let's see going below 10,000. Our family had to borrow 10,000 for this. It's 
so yeah, I don't know if you guys have been following, like about a week ago, I think it was, we went over 10,000 subscriptions on YouTube for our YouTube yeah. channel. That was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. You know what that's a shout out to? That's a shout out to Raymond Hoagland, GMAC, all those people that watch the show. So shout out to you guys. Everybody that, that's tuned in and watched us and, and said, you know, these guys, they may be stupid, but I want to see what they do next. You like me right now. You like me. Thank you. And like and subscribe to this show because we're going to want to keep piling up subscribers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we uh, we got bigger and better things coming as the season continues. Like it's a number I can't comprehend. Not because it's a big number, but I can't count past 100. This is great stuff. I could make a career out of this guy. You see how clever this part is? How it doesn't require a shred of proof? And most paranoid delusions are intricate, but this is brilliant. Remember it's the first episode? Huge. You like messaged me going, dude, we got 50 subscribers. And I'm all, hell yeah. I kind of thought if we had a thousand subscribers we top out at, I, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, like Drew said, thank you to everybody that, I mean, it's not us that are subscribing 5,000 times each. It's you guys taking the time out to subscribe and watch and interact. And, and wow, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah, for your courage through the dark years. Thanks for your cooperation. Thank you, everybody. Let's move on to the next 10,000. And let's move on to our contest, the Rook Dog Challenge. What, what, what is this Rook Dog Challenge you keep talking about? Ted, the Rook Dog Challenge is a contest run here at Vikings Report. You're not going to mm -hmm. find it at any other show. Gave out 50 prizes last year. No show's going to beat that. Can we really give out that many? 50 plus. She won a double showcase. She won both showcases. Wow. Between our live shows, the draft, just off the cuff, you saying, that's a great comment. Give him a prize. <laughs> Which, uh, you know what? People love that about you, Ted. They, yeah. love, when you're, they love when you're in a giving mood. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what she said. I'll be back. <laughs> Rook Dog Challenge. It's a contest we're running here. All you have to do to enter the Rook Dog Challenge, it's free to enter. You enter by correctly selecting the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. So you're going to... Submit two rookies' names. It's for the whole NFL. If you think a Viking guy's going to win it, then feel free to enter a Viking guy's name. Lewis Seen, Brian Osamoa, maybe. You never know. But it's as simple as that. All you have to do is enter two different rookies' names, and you'll be entered in the contest. Ted, tell them how long they have to enter, and how do they enter? So to enter, it's pretty simple. Now, you can only enter one time. So once you have entered, that's it. But to enter, you simply put a comment in the YouTube comment section below here this episode. Not on Twitter, not on Facebook, but in the YouTube comment section here. Tell us NFL offensive rookie, put a name. NFL defensive rookie, put a name. You have until the last Saturday show before the first Thursday night NFL regular season game. So if you want to put it in now, that's cool. But keep this in mind. Once you've put that name in, you can't change it. So in, in case, for whatever reason, your guy gets hurt, fairly early on in training camp and is either going to miss the season or a significant period of time, probably eliminates him from the rookie of the year chase. Too bad, so sad. You're you're out of luck. We'll tell you that, hey, this is the last show you can put names in for, for your offensive and defensive rookie of the year contest for our Rook Dog Challenge. Excellent. We didn't even mention what you win, Ted. What do you win? $100. That's a good payout. You could get like two gallons of gas with a hundred dollars these two days. Two gallons? Yeah, two probably. Two gallons not. of gas.
money well spent, Ted. Get into this contest. It's going to be fun. Don't wait too long, though, because right before the season starts, we're going to close the contest. I think you got eight more shows. We do have a tie. If you've watched our show, you've seen our bag of cornucopia, which is our our bag. We put the names in to draw, and, and either Drew or Ruby will draw one of the names, and congratulations, you're the winner. And if we have a tie, if we've got, like, two people that win, you know, we're probably not going to let the, the person that doesn't win the $100 walk away empty-handed. Anything else? Phased plasma rifle in the 40-watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. Because we're benevolent. What Vikings report with Drew and Ted. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Hi there, students. Benevolent. Okay, benevolent is an adjective quite formal. It means well-meaning, with goodwill towards people, wanting to do good and to help. Yeah? All right, we got a lot going on, but Drew, uh, before we get going, what time is it? I'm cool to think you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes! Resume the countdown! All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. There we go. Show's on. In lieu of Vikings news, which is still the dead period, we're going to do a little segment called Most Confident, Least Confident. Then we're going to get to our draft pick review and depth chart analysis. And then we'll get to trivia. It's a segment that Drew coined, and I, I think it's a great segment. It's Most Confident, Least Confident. And looking across the offseason, right, the Vikings had one of the busier teams with a new coach, new GM, new offensive scheme, new defensive scheme, new players. Old players got cut. Drew, there are a mm. lot of things going on with the Vikings. Is that about right? That's right. We're yeah. dealing with a lot of What is the one thing you are most confident in, and what is the one thing you are least confident in towards the Vikings organization as a whole? <laughs> the most confident thing I'm, I'm going for with the Minnesota Vikings, Ted, is the offense as a whole. Okay. As a group, the offense. That's what I'm most confident with. I seriously think if they started a game and the other team got three touchdowns on three opening drives, the Vikings would still be in the game. That's how confident I am in their offense. Collectively, as a group, I think they're going to be number one in the league. One or two. Wow. And I also feel that they got a shot at breaking that 556-point mark from 1998. Jackpot. Dude, really? Mmm, oh, that's a spicy hot take. Drew thinks 557 is possible. I think that year in 1998 with Randall and Randy Moss, the minimum they scored was 24 in a game. They didn't get throttled at all. Have they been near that 556 mark since then? If there was a team that probably approached that, it might be the 09 team, but they started off kind of slow. If you remember, they didn't really get going until till week three or four, that last-minute touchdown throw from Favre to Lewis that really sort of set the Vikings' offense off. Chester Taylor in the backfield. Everybody out. Watch the throw deep and does to the end zone for Big Touchdown! I think they got a shot at it, and you could uh, save this clip. You can timestamp it and all that, but the offense is what I have the most confidence in. We're going into these questions without talking injuries or off the table. Right. Assuming most, if not all, players are healthy for a vast majority of the season. That's, yes. Before I give my, my bad part, give me your good part. I was going back and forth on this. I was, I was thinking the offense in general, 
but the offensive line still worries me, so I'm not using the offensive as whole. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins and his playmakers, his skill guys. So Kirk, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and I'm going to throw Irv Smith in there as well. I think you would be hard-pressed to find a group starting running back, receivers, quarterback, and tight end. And you could even go, you know, two or three deep at both running back and receiver with guys like K.J. Osborne and Amir Smith-Marset. We talked about Jalen Naylor in past episodes. Kade Wagner, Alexander Madison. I think that the Vikings offensive skill set guys, I would put them up against anybody in the NFL. The only reason I would not say the entire offense is once again, that offensive line. It's just been a a problem for years going back to when before even Rick Spielman was full control, full authority GM. Sure. I'd like to think that they have taken measures to address the offensive line, and I would like to think that those measures will work, but I can't say that with with 100% confidence like I can with the skill guys that are already here. So I'm going to go with the offensive skill players, not the entire offense. So what is your thing you are least confident in? Immediate thing you look at would be the defense, but I'm not going to go there. I think the defense is going to be much better. For me, it's got to be Kevin O'Connell. Okay. It's a whole different animal when this thing kicks into week one. He ain't never done it as a head coach before. Yep. And there's going to be times during the season, hopefully not early in the season, where he's going to face some adversity and his back's going to be against the wall and he's going to be thinking to himself, how the hell did I get myself in this situation? Yeah. He's going to be feeling like that cop that was writing up the report when the car came through during the Terminator and crashed into him. That's kind of, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got a big test ahead of him. I hope he's ready for it. I hope you know, there's only so much you could do to prepare to get ready for it. I'm really worried about that. I'm really worried about how he's going to handle the early punches of the season when something goes wrong. That's probably what I'm least confident in is him. When it's your butt on the line making decisions, your mentality could very easily change, like going from a co-pilot to a, a, a pilot in command. It, it, it's cool to say, hey, this is what I do. Hey, hey there, Mr. Pilot in command. Why don't we do this? It's easy to say what you would do, but when you're in the seat and you're making the decisions, it's a little bit tougher to pull the trigger on something that a lot of other people think you should do for a wide variety of reasons. So he was a great offensive coordinator. He helped develop a lot of good players. Uh, as a huge part in the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't disagree with any of that there. And same with Ed Donatel. He's coming in as a, as a defensive coordinator. It's easy to help coordinate an offense when the guy really doing it is Sean McVay. And it's easy to help coordinate a defense when the guy really running the show is Vic Fangio. How are you going to do when it's you now? Right. And you're, and you're also working for a head coach that's not scared to go out and spend draft picks on free agents to help your defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. McVay doesn't care about draft picks. And it's worked for him. But I'm not saying that KOC can't be successful, Ted. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's going to be like getting smacked in the face with a wet towel if he starts out 0-2, 0-3. Oh! 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 Did you hear that? Woo! And it's easy to be a supporting friend or assistant coach when your team's going through tough times than it is being the coach having to deal with the press and face the questions and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's, that's a good point. When you and your buddies watch, like, you know Rambo when he's flying the helicopter and there's, like, 30 feet of rocks on each side of him and he's flipping upside down and going backwards and the whole time he's shooting a gun out the door and he's flying it one-handed and flying it and he's gorgeous. You guys watch that and go, that's such a kid. <laughs> I used to be the worst dude in the movie to watch military movies with because... <laughs> 
from like the word go, I would be pointing out, oh, that would never happen. You wouldn't do that. That's stupid. That's dumb. As I've gotten older, like, for example, we just went to see not too long ago, the new Top Gun Maverick movie. Finally got to see it. In the first 30 seconds, there were like five things that I thought, oh, come on, that's stupid. Like, for example, Tom Cruise, a senior senior officer riding a, a motorcycle without a helmet. He'd get pulled for that. I mean, just stupid stuff. Anyways, but as the years have gone by, I've learned, I've learned to kind of just say stuff like that to myself and try and enjoy the movie for what it was intended for. And I, I got to say, my movie-going experience when it comes to military movies has been a lot better because of it. Because, yeah, there's, there's dumb stuff that happens in every military movie. But if you just enjoy it for what it's meant to be, then, then you'll have a good time. Like me watching videos of bands. Yeah. You can tell they're like lip syncing and they're not hitting the right notes on the lead. It's just yeah. it's all like, and then you watch it and go, that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> give me what you're most worried about. I didn't mean to steer it off into the woods. No, give that's me good. What, give me what um, you're most worried about with the Vikings. The switch to the 3 4. Look, the Vikings defense was bad. This year, they're switching to a 3 4, and guys like Daniil Hunter and DJ Wanham are going to ask to play positions that they have never played before. Now, is it a lot different being a rush end or as opposed to a stand-up outside linebacker? For a guy like Daniil Hunter, I, I, I don't think that's going to matter a whole lot, especially with a guy like Zadarius Smith on the opposite side of him. But I, I still worry that the guys that the Vikings have pegged to play certain positions are well-suited for those positions. Do you think it's going to be a problem because of, of talent, or is it more cerebral learning what the 3-4 is? You can't get to the NFL and not be a great athlete. But when you think about guys like Daniil Hunter and DJ Wanham, for example, Janarius Robinson's another dude, and we'll talk about this as linebackers here in a little bit. They've played at a certain position their whole life, and you know, even being in a band or, or whatever it is you do, repetition, 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 to the point where it's second nature. Yeah, mostly with a band, it's addiction, addiction, addiction. <laughs> but like you have to, re you got to rehearse and you learn your set and you can do it from memory, and you don't have to practice and all that stuff. Right. I think a lot of that that muscle memory stuff translates to players uh, in the NFL. You play defensive end, and you have a certain stance, and you do the same things, and you have the same techniques to beat your opponent over and over and over, and you, you learn and refine and get better at that, and now you're being asked to go from a three-point rush end, three-point stance rush end, to standing up, and, and now, yeah, you're going to be asked to drop back and pass coverage and cover guys coming out of the backfield or or maybe cover a tight end on a medium to deeper route than you've never done before. And, and so yeah. I just wonder how that is going to translate because, I mean, I think the physical talent for a guy like Daniil Hunter is there, obviously. I mean, the dude is an absolute freak of nature. When you're learning this stuff, sometimes there are certain things you just can't get, and you got to practice and practice and practice and practice before it finally clicks. And I, I just worry that there may be something in, in what they have to do in their new position that is going to take them a while to get, and it may hurt the Vikings early on in the season before everything finally clicks and they can go. It could possibly start out a little janky on defense, but they get better as it goes along. Yeah. And last year we sort of had these same concerns and, and we were just kind of worried, you know, with the defense because they had so many new personnel last year playing the same scheme, but just a lot of new guys. We asked, well, can the offense keep up? Can they win, you know, 35-28 for the first three or four weeks of the season? And, and neither of us, if I'm correct, in my thinking, I don't think either of us thought that they could. I would say this year, if the defense struggles, I think with the the mentality and approach Kevin O'Connell is bringing, if the defense does struggle, the offense will be able to catch up. What do you think on that? Are you right or not? I think the biggest difference with Kevin O'Connell is 
this is what Zimmer did, Ted. He ran his offense to how the game went along, how the structure of the game went along. If the Vikings, which they rarely did, were up 24 to nothing, Zimmer would completely change the offense to start playing this conservative game because that's enough points. Yeah. You got to run the same offense the whole day. Yeah. I, I think Kevin O'Connell will be, regardless of the score, running the same attack offense all day. I think he's going to try to work on the things he doesn't do right as a head coach. I hear him talk a lot about first year doing it. I got flaws. I got to get better. But part of Zimmer's problem was the end of the half and the end of the game, that's when you got a head coach better than any time you've ever had coached. Yeah. And Zimmer didn't do it. Those were his weakest times during a game. Can Kevin O'Connell do that being a first-time head coach? Well, even if he can at the beginning, he's got to work on making it better. That's Zimmer's problem. He didn't work on Jack. If he was sucked at something, he never worked on it. <laughs> Did he ever work on being a better head coach at the end of games? I would argue no, because the same thing kept repeating over and over again. It got maddening. Yeah, it absolutely got maddening. I played with a guitar player named Gary Stipe, consummate professional. Unlike all the rest of us. Wild Stallions! <laughs> we did a show one time, and we'd have, like, hotels when we went out of town. After the show, you go to the hotel room, and Lord knows what happens at that point. You go over to Gary Stipe's room. He's sitting He's sitting up with sheets of music in front of him. And I walk in, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Where's the bottle of booze? Where's the party materials, bro? And he goes, oh, I'm working on this lead, the fourth song. I messed up this lead a little bit. And I want to get it cleaned up so it sounds better the next show. He's already a great guitar player. He's in there working on some problem, the tiny problem. Nobody's even going to notice. Yeah. But that's how some people are wired. And without going off track, it's just a point of saying, that's what I hope Kevin O'Connell does. Looks at the details and tries to make his team better all the time because Zimmer gave up on it. I would agree with the, the latter part. I, I don't know that Zimmer gave up, but I, I would argue that Mike Zimmer was so set in, in his ways that his way was the best and didn't need to look at other ways of doing things. And Kevin O'Connell strikes me as a guy that will turn over every stone looking to try and get a peak performance out of his football team. And I, I think part of that comes with working with guys like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and all the other dudes he's worked with. He's doing a really good job on trying to eliminate that gloom and getting his team to work together, I think. Yeah. Do you remember back, I'm talking about going off tangent, do you remember back in the 1980s? No. Uh, the, the Vikings had a, a pretty good football team, but they were just kind of fractured and a lot of infighting. And I think it was the year after or the year before they traded for Herschel. Mike Lynn took them all on this retreat out to Arizona to try and build team unity and cohesion. Took everybody, front yep. office, trainers, players, everybody. And it right. failed miserably. They, they, <laughs> I think Jerry Burns got fired at the end of that year. But I don't see Kevin O'Connell as being a guy that needs to do that. He seems to be a guy, along with Quasi Adolfo Mensa, that just sort of gets that aspect. Mike Zimmer never got that. Mike Zimmer was like, I'm old school, you're going to do it my way, or you're going to get out. And O'Connell is more of a, I don't want to say player's coach, but he's more in tune with the younger generation than I think Mike Zimmer might have been. 2020, the Vikings started 1-3. In 2021, the Vikings started 1-3. You're right out of the gate. You're in the hole. The yep. Vikings cannot go 1-3 for a third straight year. They can't. Well, it's and it's been 0-2 the last two years as well. You start out 0-2, you've got less than a 10% chance to make the playoffs. The NFL is not kind to you, Ted. There's no, no. gimmies. There's no freebies. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity. How else does it go? Or remorse or fear? It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely, absolutely will not, not stop ever.
until Ever. you are dead. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. <laughs> you guys are idiots. I know we are. We're so dumb. We are so dumb. You are terminated. How do we get 10,000 subscribers, man? <laughs> All right, so that is our most confident area of the football team heading into training camp and the least confident. So we'll come back. If there's Vikings news next week, we'll cover Vikings news. If not, we'll do another segment until we get to training camp. But right now, we move to our draft pick preview depth chart analysis. We got Brian Azamoa, number 66 overall, out of the University of Oklahoma. Uh, If you'll excuse me, I must Azamoa a question. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so dumb. I love this guy, man. <laughs> I must ask Samoa you a question. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Beginning of April, we had the spotlight on Brian Asamoa. You were high on this kid back then. You had him as a third or fourth round pick. Yeah, he was in my top ten, but I, I also grouped together the outside linebackers and the middle linebackers all together. Okay. So it wasn't just top 10 for an inside linebacker. It was top 10 for all the linebackers, the whole slew of them. And this is what he had to say about being drafted by the Vikings. Let's hear it. It means everything, man. We worked hard. You know, everyone in my family has has sacrificed at, at some point to put me in the position I am today. So, I mean, they're 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 ecstatic. They're extremely happy. I'm extremely blessed, man, and I'm very thankful that you know the Vikings chose me. A guy that can run sideline to sideline, um, shutting down perimeter run games or perimeter run schemes and, and passing uh, schemes you know, outside the box. That's the new, that's the new age in, in, in football. You know, everyone's, everything is, is, is to the sidelines using people's offenses, using their, you know, their speed to, to get past people. And I feel like you know, I can come in and, and contribute to that, but also, um, you know, be a cover linebacker as well. Minnesota Vikings um, fans are, are, are getting a, a football player that's coming ready to work. Um, you know, very thankful for the opportunity, but like I said, man, I'm going to make the most of my opportunity. So I'm very appreciative. Asamoa, great athlete. You can play him at nickel linebacker. You can line up in any kind of different formation. 34 games at 80 tackles. His speed to get to the ball carrier, his tackling ability. I think you could get him in maybe, but we don't have a fourth rounder. We'd probably have to take him in the third unless we got a fourth rounder. He led Oklahoma in tackles in both 2020 and 2021. He just does everything really well. Great guy in coverage, splitting the gaps on the run. You could rush the quarterback. I'd love to see the Vikings get that guy. I think there's a lot to work with with that cat. Probably put him in there at free safety if you needed to. You know what? Those never get old. When everybody was a kid playing pickup football or baseball, whatever your favorite sport is, basketball, hockey, in the backyard, you always dreamed of making it to the pinnacle of that profession. And you, Can you imagine getting that call, like in the third round even, saying, hey, this is the Minnesota Vikings. You, Dude. You, this is Kevin O'Connell. You ready to be a Minnesota Viking? And for a parent, too. You see parents these days running kids everywhere with year-round sports and everything else. Those will never get old to me. That, those are just so cool. I love the responses. Like watching some of the uh, Hall of Fame speeches. All right. So tell me about Brian Asamoa, dude. He goes way back to from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah. You know about Columbus, Ohio. A little bit, yeah. Played great, football uh, 
St. Francis D. Sales High School, which also was high school of Luke Fickle, your old friend Luke. Me and Luke, we go way back. And I would yeah. be remiss if I didn't mention that's the same high school that the great John Holgado from the rock band Attack Attack went to, the bass player. Oh, I, I remember uh, Mars Attacks, but I don't remember Attack Attack. Attack Attack, John Holgado, great bass player. Okay, you left there, left high school, went to Oklahoma, had scholarships from a bunch of other schools not from ohio state because ohio state goes after five-star guys and he was only a three-star guy yeah like that's kind of the thing you know you asked me about that and brian asmoa would have been a perfect jim trussell recruit back yeah. in the day when urban meyer came to ohio state he flipped the recruiting mentality on its side all the coaches up through trussell with maybe the exception of john cooper said we are going to lock down the ohio border and then we'll get whatever we need elsewhere meyer said no we're going to recruit nationally and if there's a four or five star guy in Ohio, we're going to go hard after him. But we're done recruiting three star Ohio kids just because they're from Ohio, which. Sure, sure. I mean, you look at the results and Brian Day has continued oh. that after Urban left. And it's I mean, you, you can't complain with recruiting classes that Ohio State's got. No. And another thing they might have been looking at was uh, Brian Osamoa was also a running back in high school. A very good one. So they might have been thinking we don't know really what he's going to want to do, play running back or defense. I think it was a four-star running back and a three-star defender. So went to Oklahoma, really struggled when he got there. I think he's a redshirt freshman, but he struggled when he got there because Oklahoma defensively, they run a pretty complex system, Ted. It's hard to learn. He really struggled with it. And if you remember the linebacker, Kenneth Murray, who got drafted by the Chargers, outstanding first-round talent. Kenneth mm -hmm. Murray took Osamo under his wing and said, listen, dude, don't do any of that. Do this. And showed him what to do. And when Murray left and got drafted by the Chargers, Brian Osamo moved right in, completely changed his game, and became a dominant player. He had 90 tackles to lead Oklahoma last year, four tackles for loss, a sack, and two forced fumbles. 37 games for Oklahoma, 19 starts over the past two seasons. Buckus Award finalist, Ted, which isn't easy. No. He's the 11th player ever drafted from the University of Oklahoma, Ted. By the Vikings? Yes. Can you name any of the other 11? Phil Lodeholt. There you go! Off the top of my head, I, I can't think any anymore. Adrian Peterson. Oh, the other top duh. The of first, course. <laughs> duh. The first Sooner taken by the Vikings since 2008 when they took the great Rufus Alexander, who played in one game. You remember him. <laughs> and since then, we have not taken one player since uh, since that time from Oklahoma. This is my favorite draft pick for the, for the Vikings, Ted, because when you watch him, the tape, he just jumps off the tape. He is the best sideline-to-sideline -side linebacker in this draft. You can really? tell David Lloyd that. You can tell Nicobe Dean that. And I'm going to start out with my hot take. In three years, Brian Austin... Three years. In three years, Brian Osamoa will be the best defensive player taken in this draft. Okay. The best. The only reason it's not this year is because he's got a couple guys ahead of him. He's going to be, you know, working his way into the lineup. This guy is super talented and a hell of a bargain. He's a first-round okay. talent all the way around. Because when you watch him play, you see the things he does compared to the things he doesn't do well that are teachable. Linebackers that can get sideline to sideline like that, Ted, man, it's so hard to find those guys. And I would argue that has been one of the Vikings, defensively anyways, one of their biggest weaknesses. Their inability to seal off the edge. And other than Eric Kendricks, they just don't have linebackers that pursued laterally very well. And if Asamoah can bring that 
to the Vikings. I think he's going to be a fantastic pick for this. He ran a four, five, six. Pretty fast for a linebacker. I mean, the closing speed this guy has, it's impressive as hell, Ted. His pursuit of the ball carriers. If there's any drawback to his game, it's being overly hyped. And his engine's going too much where he hits the wrong gap and misses out on the play and gets washed out. Reacts before he reads. Right. But if he's coached right and you eliminate those hitting the wrong gap when the play's going the other way, the guy's got everything you want in a modern-day linebacker. Great tackler and a violent hitter. I'm not worried about his tackling. I'm worried about him. A lot of times he reacts without reading it, gets him out of position. That stuff can be taught by a coach. A good coach is going to teach him how to settle down a little bit. Also, he could use a little bit more work in pass coverage. Certainly, his flaws are so limited. Brian Osamoa is going to be a star in this league. So then, obviously, I mean, look, when we're talking fourth-round guys and above, it would be a shock if those guys didn't make it. So sure. I think we both assume that he's going to make the roster. You know, as you know, the Vikings are switching with 3-4, and now they have their, their linebackers listed as linebackers and outside linebackers. And we'll deal with Asamoah's position first, which is inside linebacker. Besides Asamoah, you've got Ryan Connolly, Troy Dye, Jordan Hicks, Graydon signing from the Cardinals, Eric Kendricks, William Quenku, Blake Lynch, and Chaz Surratt. Now, looking back at Denver, where Ed Donatel was prior to coming over here, where he's working with Vic Fangio, the Broncos kept five inside linebackers and five outside linebackers. We'll get the outside linebackers in a minute. Those five guys, I assume you think Asimov is going to be one of those five as well, don't you? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Kendricks is a lock, I would think. Jordan Hicks is a lock. You got Asimov, so that's three out of your five. So probably got two spots left, more than likely, for Connolly, Die, Quanku, Blake Lynch, and Chaz Surratt. What the hell is a Quanku? What is Everybody Quanku tonight? No, that's Wang Chung. My bad. I don't think he's going to make it. Lynch and Chaz Surratt. And they're going to have some sub packages that, that put Brian Asamoah right in the line of fire. Believe me, he's going to get a lot of playing time. He's just not going to ride the bench like those other two guys. He's going to be the first go-to guy. I, I would think Hicks and, and Kendricks going to training camp would be your pretty clear-cut favorites to start on the inside. Sure. I got Osmo Hicks, Kendricks, Blake Lynch, and Surratt. Troy Dye is a guy I'm looking at. Dye or Lynch, just sort of depending on how training camp works out for those two. So, but now let's look at outside linebacker. And outside linebackers, you've got Daniil Hunter, Patrick Jones II, Zach McLeod, Andre Mincy, Janarius Robinson, Zadarius Smith, Luigi Villain, and DJ Wanham. Now, a lot of those guys' names you may remember as defensive ends, particularly Patrick Jones II, Janarius Robinson, Hunter, and want them. But these guys are now listed as outside linebackers. Now, if they're going with five inside linebackers, they're probably going with five outside linebackers too, which okay. makes sense when you're going to the three, four. Does this worry you that they're trying to convert defensive ends to play essentially a, a stand-up outside rush linebacker? It does. I'm not worried about the top two, Zadaria Smith and Daniil Hunter. Basically, your, your outside linebacker guys in your three, four are your most athletic guys. You have to be athletic or you won't make the team. You have to be able to rush. You have to be able to get off blocks and stop the run on the perimeter. You also have to be able to cover. I don't know if those other guys can transition over into being that athletic. Those stand-up guys on the outside, those two linebackers, Ted, which are kind of defensive ends, you have to be able to do a lot. Yeah. And if you're limited, like only being a run stuffer, you're not going to make it. You know, Ed Donatel's also said they have to be able to kind of do two things. They have said the Vikings are going to play a lot of 4-3 looks as well because with the way offensive groups are with three wide receiver sets and everything, that that is just going to lend itself to a lot of 4-3 sets with a nickel package and all that kind of stuff. They're going to not only stand up on the outside, but they're going to also be a rush edge on a standard, you know, traditional 4-3 set that we're 
used to seeing a lot. You know, if you're looking at that, guys like Janarius Robinson and DJ Wanham may have a leg up on those guys than, you know, the the other guys we talked about. I, I don't know. I think both those guys make it. By the yeah. way, if we do switch sometimes to a 4-3, Brian Osamoa will be the best 4-3 linebacker we have. That guy is built for a 4-3. All right. So that does it for Brian Asimov and our draft pick review depth chart analysis. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come on back with trivia and wrap up the show. That's good. Time for sleep. I'll be back. Cool. Hasta la vista, wiener. We'll be back. It's a perfect evening. Terminator 2 and salsa. <laughs> You'll be back. He's Bionic Buck. I'll be back. Coming back into relevance this fall. No. But just remember one thing. I'll be back. Oh, Welcome to Toots' Trivia. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, Toots. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This week, the trivia will be... What Terminate- about me? You don't ask me how I'm doing? <laughs> Do it. No, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> yes, Kat, how you doing? Then you just get to the trivia. You don't ask how I'm doing? Dude, she lives with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but she knows. <laughs> Hey, Drew, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, Tootsis. Thanks for asking. Okay, great. Now, here we go. This week's categories, Terminator Trivia, I'll Be Back, and Famous Evans. Terminator Trivia, the machines rose from the ashes of the blank. What did they rise from? The nuclear war, wasn't it? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah! Nuclear fire. fire. Ah, close enough. All right, second one. Here we go. What did the L.A. Police Department call the Terminator? Phone book killer. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Speaking of the phone book, how many Sarah Connors were there in the phone book? Three. There were three. Okay. Love that. That is correct. Good job. All right. You almost swept this category. Now, this kind of sucks because Drew already said this, so this is an automatic win. Ironically, what former NFL running back did Orion Studios originally want to play Terminator? You already know that. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. All right. I'll be back. This category will feature the names of Viking players who played for the Vikings, left, and then came back. Whoa. Okay. All right. Here we go for 100. I played on the D-line from 2010 to 2019, then returned in 2021. Everson Griffin? Oh, yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Good yes. job. All right. We're undefeated so far, right? Yes. Undefeated. Yes. Randy Moss. Like, didn't even have a chance to talk. <laughs> yeah, I knew you guys were going to get that one. Yes. Good job, Chad. My favorite. All right. I played from 96 to 2000, played for Baltimore in 01, and then returned from 02 to 05. Chester Taylor, wasn't it? Close. Evans. Oh, yeah. Charles Evans. Chuck Evans. Yep. No. Oh. 
Who left for the Ravens for one season then came back? That's um, really that's really weird. Wow, this is a great question. Leroy Horde? No. Terry Allen? I don't know. No. I give up. I gotcha. All right. Yep, yeah. got us. Mo Williams. Oh, oh we're, wow, we're so dumb. The great Mo Williams, Ted. Here. So Idiots! Idiots! <laughs> I liked him. I did too. Yeah. Great player. Great player. All right. Here we go. I played from 85 to 93 and then returned for my last season in 99. Patrick Chakura. No. <laughs> no. Who the hell came back in 99 on the D-line, Ted? Well, who was drafted in 85? It have been guys like Duck White. and That's, that's a long career for a defensive lineman. Derek, Derek Alexander? Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah go know. ahead. Chris Stillman. Oh, duh. He played that last year with, oh. yeah, because he left for the 49ers. Ted, we're, we're so stupid. We don't deserve to have a show anymore. We, we don't. Last category, Famous Evans. You're going to see a picture of somebody, and you have to name the person. It could be their real name, or it might be the character they play. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Who is that? That's Jimmy, Jimmy Walker. J.J. Walker. Yeah. What's his name on the show? Jimmy Evans. Yes, Evans. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Evans. J.J. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, so Evans isn't the answer. Okay. Yes. Oh, that chick from uh, Dynasty, Ted. Yeah. She was um, also on uh, Big Valley. The daughter on Big Valley. She was. Um, Linda Evans. Linda Evans. That's it. Good job. Yes. Good. She's kind of meow meow. All right. What Evans Chuck Evans. Yes. That's Chuck Evans. All right. Last one. If you get this right, you win. Who is that? Evans, who was drafted by the Panthers. I think that's the Titans. We're going to lose this whole game Goodell, on this picture right On here. this guy, this clown, yeah. Look at Goodell. Uh, I don't know. Wide receiver? Oh. No. I think he's a defensive lineman. Not much of one. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was it? Am I going to win? Yes, you are, chances. Rashawn Evans of the Titans. We lost that whole game on Rashawn stinking Evans, dude. We did. All right. Thank you guys for playing. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, chances. Thanks, chances. Appreciate your effort. All right, Drew, once again, thanks for your awesome Brian Asamoah knowledge. Toonses, thanks for the trivia. Thanks for all the production stuff that you do make to make us look not dumb, because that's next to impossible. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to everybody that subscribed. I still can't believe we've got 10,000 people that subscribed to this show. Thank you. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week for a, a new show. But until then, buddy, take us home. Thank you, Ted. It's always great coming on here and talking some football with you. 10,000 subscribers. Thank you to everybody for helping us along with our show. Have a good weekend, and we will see you next week. Say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. We can only end the show one good way. Come with me if you want to live. They were going to arrest you. I know. And crucify you. This is supposed to happen. What are you? A glutton for punishment? My mission is to protect you. I appreciate your concern, but there's a plan, a master plan even. And you cannot go around killing people. Why? Because it is one of God's commandments, thou shall not kill. Why? Because it is a sin. Why? Because it's not nice. Why? Forgive him, Father. He is a robot from the future. Brothers, my time with you is almost over. Eat this, but he's going to betray you. I know. Look, 
Look, I've got a lot on my mind right now, and you're really starting to stress me out, okay? The meat shall inherit the action. Don't worry. He'll be back. <laughs>